Hey guys, I'm Brittany. I'm Rhea. And this is the Be More podcast. Hi. Me and Brittany are like over it this week. We just had, just- Maria and I just had an extensive, I think, I think what is super important about the way that we both are mm-hmm. to, towards one another and the way we are about the space that we've made with this podcast is that we don't like try to set any expectations for being anything but where we are when we show up and with that being said Marie and I just had a like a five minute discussion about the fact how we're both like just over mm-hmm. it um, I'm so over it honestly and the t- yeah. like for all of our different reasons we're both at the same place of being like just drained and so we were like what are we even going to talk about and then part of me is like well why do we like you know we don't want to I think that avoiding doing an episode would just encourage because I think last week we said to people how like we do it when we have free time right or like yeah for the most part like yeah when we can yeah when we have the space we've definitely had weeks for the both of us where we didn't have episodes because one of us was just really dealing with crap and we were like look I don't have the I just don't have it. Agreed. I don't have yeah. it. We don't have anything. Um, yeah. Anything to give. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there are weeks where that's the case. And there's weeks when there's like stuff going on in our life that we have to deal with and family and professional and all that stuff. Um, could, uh, maybe you can talk to this too. Could I have been like, you know what, Maria, uh, you know what? I don't really feel like I'm dealing with stuff and I'm not up for it. Yeah. Same. And I like, same like we both could have done that, but I feel like we've had so many experiences where even if we were feeling that a little bit, we always feel better after we like actually do a recording, which is good, whether it's because it distracts us from the bullcrap that we're dealing with in our lives or because it gives us some type of other realm or way therapeutic outlet. Yeah. Or but just I... like, yeah, some sort of like I accomplished something. Yeah. So like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But I think the thing that's important is that we've set a standard that we don't like expect us to show up in some way, shape or form. That's not true to like who we are as people. And I think that we don't ask that of our listeners either to be like, okay, we're going to put on a front that like everything's rose colored and we're going to make you like laugh yeah. with us or we're going to make you. And it's not to have the sense of like, because it's being somebody who suffers from depression, it is really easy to get stuck in that sad place and that's why we have humor to help us and it's not like we're trying to pull everybody down with us so if you've had a really good week this week we're so happy for you yes I'm so jealous but I'm starting to cry and I don't know why yeah you good (laughs) damn that came out of nowhere people you're right I feel like I'm sighing. I'm like crying in relief, but. Mm-hmm. You okay? Mm-hmm. Give me a second. Okay. No, I'm good. Like, this is, I think I'm crying because it's a sense of relief in the fact that, like, I can be here and cry and I don't have to be anything else. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know? Yeah. On, like, on camera or off camera? Like, I don't, you know? There's like no expectations. Like it's just come as you are. That's all. Yeah. And how many places do we have like in our lives that truly make space for that? Right. 
Yeah, and like, and not to like, I'm gonna tell my own horn. I like, that's the expectation that I give everyone in my life. Like, you don't have you don't have to put a front. There's no reason to, you know. Like, just come as you are, even if it's like a shitty day. What? It's not my. Yeah. It's not my place to be like, oh, you're usually happy. What are you doing? Like, you know, like, yeah. I think that like goes with like our good person talk. For sure. It's just like, come as you are. It doesn't doesn't bother me. So, but there's not enough spaces like that though. There are a lot of expectations that people put on you that like you don't, you and can't the, fully commit to every day. And there's a lot of ex because of that we put a lot of expectation on ourselves for that. Mm -hmm. And this is where like the the grooming us to deal with it later or the grooming and when I like okay so I'll say this and maybe maybe you're not somebody and I say you to like our listeners and anybody who's listening like maybe you don't experience this and I'm super happy about that and kind of a little bit jealous but we have we get groomed to constantly just ignore ourselves mm-hmm and for the sake of whatever those expectations are and for the sake of whatever the end result is. Wow, I'm like really dealing with stuff that apparently like, not are you okay? <laughs> Damn. Okay, well, we have something to talk about now. You okay? <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Pretty dealing with shit. I'm dealing with shit. And I, I think part of it is like the the funniest part of this is is I don't remember so when Maria and I first got on this I said to her I was like I can't even like focus on just one thing in my brain for more than 10 seconds mm -hmm. so I don't know like which of the millions of things going on in my head right now is like the, the one that yeah. is upsetting me but there's clearly something yeah for sure but this is exactly what I'm talking about, right? Like, how many places do we have where, like, I got through my whole morning this morning and, like, none of this was happening, right? <laughs> because I was so good at distracting myself. But, like, we've truly, like, made this a space and our friendship with one another is a space where we literally could just be. So all of my crap that normally is just like, okay, distracting, 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 just like, okay, we're going to go away now. And I was like, wait, don't leave me here with my own thoughts. <laughs> Jesus, Lord Almighty. I don't even know what I was talking about before I started crying. I don't, something. <laughs> I also lost train of thought because you started crying. I was like, oh, mayday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh. I really just think it's like it it's that vicious cycle of like handle this fire, handle this emergency, handle this situation, handle it, handle it, handle it, handle it, handle it. Mm -hmm. And you never have time to process it. No, and then this happens where it's like one thing like triggers you and you're just like, oh, yeah, this is it. Like, this it's is not it. enough to like distract you from it and you actually yeah, it's a really take the time to complete. Yeah, and then it yeah. just happens. And it's really funny because I said to myself this morning that I felt like I felt off and I was like maybe I just need to like cry, but I can never 
it's not an opportune time every time you're like let me just cry now like it's never but I that. also like i've gotten i think that i've gotten really good at having to stop myself from crying which is not a healthy thing i'll be the first I, person to admit that it's not a healthy thing we, we could talk about that yeah and yeah, there because... are mm-hmm. okay so <laughs> crying for your body can be extremely therapeutic in the fact that it's like a, a a full release of like processing like what your body is feeling and that's not the case for everybody i and didn't I, learn i didn't know how to like cry until like recently so yeah yeah <laughs> and i don't know about you so like crying for me so here are the experiences that i can think of that make <laughs> me cry right sure and you want to know what else too and this also doesn't help either. <laughs> I literally spent a huge part of my day yesterday stopping myself from crying because we were, we watched, we had all of, a lot of our students come in to see an assembly about the Seton Hall fire that had happened in 2000. Mm-hmm. Um, and that also probably didn't help because I literally stopped, I literally cried and like stopped myself from crying. I think about seven times in 45 minutes. Um, yeah, your body's not but, is not happy about that. Yeah. For like all the other reasons. But anyway, so for some people, crying can feel like a release, right? Mm-hmm. Like a relief. For um sure. and I think that I spent so much time, so much of my life trying to fight that being a truth for me. Does that make okay. sense? Yeah, it's, yeah. You're spending so much energy for that. Like I, for a long time, I didn't even, I didn't even know that crying was a good thing for me. Like that I could use it that way. Yeah. And then the second that I started to realize that it was, I like didn't want it to be. Oh, you had that shame of like, I don't want this to be a good thing. Fuck it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's also, yeah. Especially because. Denial. Yeah. Especially because it's not. Like, I don't know if anybody can relate to this, but, like, your body doesn't feel good after you cry. It hurts. Right? Like, I usually get, my, my eyes hurt and get puffy and swollen. I get a really bad migraine here because I'm, like, a wrinkled face crier. So, like, all the muscles in my forehead, like, really you're probably, are, like, if, Then you're like, probably if hydrated. Cry, so you're, if I also yeah. that, yeah. If yeah. I, like, real, like, give myself a good hard cry, like, my entire face hurts afterwards. And I don't like that feeling. Like, I definitely have the, the only part of crying that is good is in the moment of the action of doing it, if you really allow yourself to do it, because you feel like you're, it really feels like you're letting the, like, not, this is the greatest analogy ever, but it really feels like all of the water in your system that has just built up, you're finally just turning the dial and letting it all out. And that part feels great, but nothing else around it in like the emotional state of why you're crying, the way you feel in the aftermath, God forbid you're dealing with anything that's going on in front of you and you don't actually have the space to cry. Nothing about crying is a good experience. So why in the fuck would I want to make more space to do it more? (laughs) Because it is a good experience at the end of the day. There are some more goodness. I I mean, I have struggled with it because I was always taught not to cry no matter what. Um, so I had to deal with all that. But then once I started crying, like actually crying, it was like, oh, like my body actually needs this because then it's like 
it's all like the weight off my shoulder type situation and yes everything yeah. sucks like right after like it's just like because then you get to the whole what i do is like i get into the whole fucking shame thing where i'm like why the fuck was i crying two seconds ago <laughs> like that then you feel like shit <laughs> like for me mentally like i feel like shit but i'm also like but no you needed it uh-huh. because then it just it just close it just helps you close that loop of like oh this is why i'm crying okay what? let's let's deal with this the the being told that you couldn't cry was that like a direct message that you got from someone in your life or like an indirect everyone message? everyone we don't cry in the like, family blatantly told you we don't cry blatantly was like stop crying why are you crying multiple times throughout my childhood into my adulthood i even my gra- like literally like everyone in my family <laughs> okay <laughs> so you, you so you got very clear instruction very clear like sh- this is absolutely nothing we do you shouldn't be crying about anything in your life period so <laughs> as my therapist and I are walking down the path of actually digging into the reason why the reason potential reasons why I don't remember most of my childhood <laughs> um I can't say that i specifically remember so just just to lay out this very flat my memory can't be trusted i literally oh yeah memory yeah like, yeah, yeah i've i've anything past i think anything earlier than 16 years old like i literally can't rely on like just at all so oh, yeah, i don't know it's if just I'm word of mouth this. right now yeah for me too it's just a word of mouth like yeah. oh do you remember when you do this when you're a kid i'm like i'm sure you're right yeah sure so i don't know if this is a hundred percent truth in reality or not but i don't remember ever getting explicit information from the people who raised me about the fact that I, it was a bad thing to cry what i do have a strong sense of remembering is that if i ever saw anybody around me start to get emotional or cry they would immediately remove themselves and then like okay rem- yeah okay yeah and there was That's always nice this, <laughs> there was always this, and I think I talked about this a little bit last episode, like there was always this like facade of like having to show that everything was okay, even if it wasn't. So I feel oh, like yeah. I yeah. learned it that way. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel like being a female, I watched so <laughs> many women get attacked. And- For being too emotional? For, yeah, for crying and it being a sign of weakness and or it just being a sign of weakness, period, I guess. And like, I don't condone any of this and I don't believe in any of like, like the, 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 this, the human part of me, like doesn't believe in any of it, but I guess it's just really strong programming that, that yeah has Nurture. helped me to be able to survive in society also, it's not an easy thing to be somebody who doesn't trust people and then be like, let me show you me at my weakest and start crying in front of you like that. Those two things just don't go together. Um, no, I mean, they say that and yeah. I just cried on our podcast for anybody stranger who's listening, who literally full stop, just watch me break out in tears. Anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't think I've cried like I, in public. I, that's really, just not... I don't. <sighs> oh, that's a lie. I've cried in movie theaters. I guess that's public. When I started to get emotional at the beginning of this episode, 
part of me literally wanted to be like, dude, I'm done and just like run away. A hundred percent. That's why I was like, oh, should we stop? <laughs> but I don't, I truly, truly don't want to live. I'm going to cry again. I don't want to live in a world where that's like a standard that's set. Well, yeah, because then you just, it's just a whole cycle again where it's like, oh, we're and not I doing think, this. I yeah. think that's what my trigger is, is that. You're done I'm, not crying. I'm very aware of the fact that we live in a world where it's o- not okay to show weakness. And any showing of weakness becomes some kind of manipulative tool. And you know how I feel about manipulation. Everybody listened to our last episode. Um becomes a manipulative tool to try to get something that you want from somebody instead of it just being a genuine human reaction show of emotion yeah Yeah. i think that one of the things that i'm struggling with is that i feel like so much especially over the last week but so much over i feel like the last few months of dealing with stuff in my life Mm -hmm. that's been so clear and i don't I don't like that. Hiding it? Like hiding. Not even true, just like... me. Just like watching people struggle through that experience. And the funniest part is, right? It's like a thing that we know, right? It's like a thing that as humans, we know that we do this to ourselves. Like we know that it's fucking bullshit that our society sets these expectations. Right. And we know it's changing it. And it's not an easy thing to change, right? Like I like I know that it's not it's I'm fighting with myself every day because I've been programmed for one thing, but like as a human I want something else. Mm-hmm. I'm just tired. I'm tired of having to play a game and I'm tired of Don't play it. You know? It's easier said than done though. Yeah, that's true. Right? Like, it's easier said than done, which is why, like, I'm choosing to sit here and just let myself just randomly start crying and be totally unprepared with any type of, like, tissue or something <laughs> tissue? to help me manage it. Because I don't think I'm... I'm not ashamed of the feelings that I have, and I can mm-hmm. say that now. Yeah. And I'm not ashamed of, like, the actual tears I have shame in the act of crying. Yeah, and that's like the hardest part. Because then that you're constantly the part. you're just constantly stopping yourself from crying when you really your body just really needs it to release whatever stress you have. <laughs> like, and you know, and you know the oh, tears, fuck. the tears that you shed, crying, happy or sad are different protein bases have you heard this science based you should probably I'm google this not but i'm interested yeah. uh, that's dude that's all i know but like you know the release <laughs> i think it helps you release the stress when you're sad uh, like the, the 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 whatever is in the tears when you're sad like that helps you release it if if you want to take the science route i think it, if your body actually does something <laughs> when you're sad <laughs> i mean here are the moments that i can if you dip back into things that make you cry, right? Like, what were your experiences? What have your... Ex- so, guys, we're... This is a trigger warning that's come way too late in this episode. Too late. You should have... If you are too we sad, are... And you, 
And you're still around. You should have left when Brittany started crying. Well, no, I don't. I don't. No, I don't want you to leave. I because I I don't want us to start. Ta- I don't want us to like. I'm not saying they can leave and leave leave it alone. I'm saying like if you're in a bad no, no, phase no. right now, you can come but back even later. That like it's okay if you're. First of all, it's okay. Like I'm in a bad space and I'm here, right? Yeah. I don't want anybody to ever turn away from the not well-packaged versions of themselves and I'm not I I don't want this conversation to lead down the path of like being depressing because I don't we're not going to go that way we're I just I'm we're analyzing the experience that comes around this thing that we need to stop putting shame on Mm -hmm. and I like we're just trying to understand it better and maybe maybe if you're somebody who's dealing and you literally don't even listen to us and just spend the rest of the time that we're talking crying (laughs) because you need to say a space to cry like go for it but I think that the more we say the more we say that like we we shouldn't do it or right like take the time you need to like to walk away from it like you don't have to walk away from it like you can still sit with us but if you still feel really uncomfortable and you're not ready to do it right now I totally understand if you want to walk (laughs) away but I don't want us to, we're not going to go down the path of like making you cry and talking about really depressing things. I'm just trying to, okay, so let me come back to my question. Yeah, go to your question. In your experience, when you, what are experiences that you've had or like themes of the experiences that you've had that made you like want to cry? And like actually cried or just have thought I need to cry or, or both? What's the difference? The difference is if I'm in public or not <laughs> i well here's the thing so instances where your question is what what instances do where i want to cry basically or like what or are like, like what, what triggers what are, me to cry yeah what are things um, that you feel i guess that trigger you to cry or like settings that you've been maybe you don't maybe if you don't understand like the emotion of what was you were really feeling because that's most me most of the time um and you just like feel like you're gonna cry like what is happening so the I will just state the very last time I like cried a lot and because mm-hmm. that pretty much encompasses many of the things that make me cry anyway it was actually <laughs> it was actually when I was again in the movie theater which is in public which is ironic because I don't try and cry in public but it was like me Ashley Aaron and Kate but we were sitting all the way in the back so it wasn't like anyone was behind me it was like everyone else in front of me so maybe that helped me but anyways we're watching everything ever all at once and that like deals with like the first gen Asian American experience, like queer, like um, parent issues, <laughs> like everything identity issues. All the things. So that that in itself encompasses everything usually. Gotcha. <laughs> that will trigger something. Um, and then otherwise, like it's like when I get super depressed. And I'm just like, I need some release, but nothing is working. I'm like, can you just like, in my head, I'm just like, you need to fucking cry. <laughs> like, and I try, but it doesn't really happen in that opportune time. It's like, happens right. Like, and like you're this. like, you just need to cry. Like, I just it, like, yeah. I just let out a tear and just let it start. And it never works that way. Right. Right. So, and it never works. So that's why <laughs> like, I've, I've given myself space to like cry at like media now. Cause I never used to cry during movies, even though people are like, oh, this is the saddest movie. I'm like, it was sad. I wasn't crying though, but now I'm just like, all right, this is like an opportune moment because it's like, at least attach yourself to the character so it doesn't feel as like you're you're not feeling personal. bad for yourself. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel as personal. So I'm still trying to get to that point, but at least now I'm like physically crying. 
Interesting. You know? Okay. Is that like the, those are the biggest moments where you feel like you feel like you want to cry? Yeah. And like other things that I just don't want to talk about. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, yeah. For the most part. Because I still won't cry in front of my, like my parents or my sisters if I can't help it. You know, like yeah, if I can I'm help the same it. Way. I mean, I hate, if I those can are the people that I, I think I might hate crying in front of the most, which is they like don't know what to do with themselves. The most awkward thing ever um as my because... dog is like whining behind me i don't know why haru's like whining but anyways oh, <laughs> um so okay so these are the times that i can think of where i want to cry the most sure and the times when i feel like i have no control over I'll it say no control yeah when i and this is a weird one and i don't know where this comes from when I feel like I am going to get in trouble, mm. I feel like oh. I want to cry. No, <laughs> I that just triggered something else in me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. same. Whether also, I deserve what, it or not, or not right? Yeah. Well, I mean that's trauma. That's childhood trauma, is what you're telling me. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I have the same thing. I also I also I... say sorry. I just remembered everything because that just yeah good everything. go go because I'll feel way better talking about it. I swear. Wait. I like at work. I think it's just authority figures. Like, it, but obviously work has a lot of authority figures, which is why I get triggered all the time. We obviously have evals, like evaluations and like year end stuff and whatever. And like, I'm not saying like I get bad ones. Even when I get good ones, I'm like, why do I want to cry right now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like just like. Just being evaluated Absolutely. either Any, if it's good or bad. And like, it's not even like a it's not even judgment. It's 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 like you're seeing me as a person. I don't like that. Oh, I don't I don't think it's that. That's for, for me. me. Mine is a hundred percent from my parents in the fear of like Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's part of mine too. I don't want to <laughs> do anything wrong. Yeah. 100%. Which is then why I couldn't cry because you're like, what are you doing? And then being, and then crying would be something wrong. Right. On top of it, it just makes it worse. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's like, how does your brain, your brain doesn't work fast enough to process that rabbit hole of hell. So you just start to cry. Could you? Do- but then that's another thing, right? When you get into places, when I get so overwhelmed with what I'm feeling and I can't process it fast enough, like what just happened today? I think I just start to cry. Yeah, because then your body's like, oh, well, too fast. Because I can't. Let's let's go. I'm very much a person who, when I know that this is a privilege that I have as an individual, I am the kind of person who can talk out and use words to process my emotions. I'm, I, yeah, good. That's good. Have that as a skill set. So when I find myself, and I rely on that skill set a lot, when I find myself unable to do that, the only way that right the only way that my body could be like okay let's this is how we're gonna move through this like this is you have to get something yep. out right now so you're gonna cry I think I think that happens and I think like for some I know that I know of people and have known people in my life who they get to that point and they get like physically sick right and they vomit um yes because they don't know how to cry Right, because you have yeah. your body literally feels like you're holding on to top, and this is why 
the this is a perfect example of the fact the fact that like the mind body connection thing is a real thing and how dangerous it is to hold on to your emotions because we really do store that bad shit in our bodies and our like it becomes a part of our like the fibers of our being and can really truly make you sick over time and in an instance where you can't cry and you you can't use the words to explain it, right? You don't understand how to cry to let it go. Your body literally is trying to tell you we have to get rid of this poison inside of us. How else are we going to do it? But bleh, right? Yeah. And the I feel like the other side of that too is like I'm going to drink or I'm going to use like drugs. I'm going to use something else to put in my body to numb that feeling of wanting to get all of that stuff out, right? Like this is a... That's exactly what happens. Or like they become angry. Right, right. And I've learned a lot about that part of it too. And I, yeah, I feel like my biggest, like there's uh, feeling hurt and watching other people's experiences of being hurt definitely are things that trigger me to want to cry. Oh, yeah. Just the empathy of that. Right, like that. And I feel like that's something that we as humans understand and can even talk about like I'm I'm a person who like if I see someone crying I don't care if it's a movie screen I don't care if it's if it's a CGI character like if I see something crying or someone crying or watch something in pain or hurting I can't do it (laughs) like I need to I'm the person and this is exactly what I did at school so we're watching this video and I am I was, again, not afraid of my tears, right? So I'm letting my tears roll down my face. I just don't want anybody to actively see me cry, right? Mm-hmm. And it literally gets to the point where I'm like, okay, I can't look at the screen right now. So I'm going to look at the flagpole and say to my brain, that's a flagpole. That's a stare. That's an exit sign. That's blue. <laughs> this is really pointy. Like I literally was diverting my attention to anything else. My- logical brain to keep going so that my emotional brain would shut down and it's super fucked up how good I've gotten at doing that and then I get mad at myself when I don't do that as well as I want to no like I get mad at myself for doing it in situations where I do do it like where I do it but then I get mad at myself in situations where I need to do it and I don't do it well enough and my emotions win and I'm still crying (laughs) this is the this this whole this whole conversation is a perfect experience of and the perfect example of why it is extremely difficult to be human right now we yeah or any point yeah yeah, yeah we sure. are emotional creatures who have emotional needs and we live in a society that just wants to be logical producing and doesn't want to make space for the emotions. And I feel like the question that I ask myself is like, who's sick here, right? Who's the sick? So let's just, let's, here's the scenario, right? Two people walk into a room right? And they sit down and they're talking with one another. And let's not even, let's not even say they're talking about it. Let's say they go in and they sit down and they're told like, Hey, you have to give this really important meeting. You have to like do this presentation in 10 minutes. That's super important for our 
X, Y, Z in your professional life, in your life. And this is the situation that you have to handle and have your shit together for in 10 minutes. But then for 10 minutes, they sit that person down and just run the most catastrophically depressing moments of that person's life right Mm -hmm. through a funnel like into their brain and then they're like okay here you go 10 minutes is up go and do this presentation and as a result you have one person who literally you can't even pick up off the ground to walk out of the room to do what they have to do and then the other person literally just stands up wipes it all away and walks into the other room and carries on like nothing ever happened Who's the sick person in that scenario? Um, <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, because, and also just, <laughs> that has happened to me. In, in first, like, oh, dude, like, dude, like, like my daily. brain just goes, yeah. Just like, you're not well. Like, you're not well. Why are, you, why are you presenting? Why are you leading a meeting? What are you doing? Why are you, you're not well? But daily of course, like, basis. during the meeting, during whatever, you're just like, oh, how is, you know, just, you know, you're just... You're at 100%, even though your body is, like, at zero. So, at the end of the day, we're all just sick people. (laughs) And it's not... I'm not asking for us to make... I'm not saying I'm not going to do it. Right. Like, I'm not saying, like, like, I don't understand why. I don't need the pity. I don't need the pity from people, but also, like... it's not even... Like, fuck that. I'm sorry. But that's that's not about pity. That's just about human. And the fact that, like... And I know exactly what you're saying because I've been in those situations where it's like, I don't want you to see me cry because then you're going to have, you're going to think about me in a different way. And I can't have you thinking about me in a different way. Yeah. I'm like, this is professional versus my personal. I don't need you to be my personal shit. They're both extremes of those, that ridiculous scenario are ridiculous, right? Like we, it's not okay to be on either end of that spectrum, but I really just want Uh, I want the space for both to exist because if we make the space for both to exist, I feel like we could come to a happy medium mm-hmm. and then it wouldn't be the extremes. Well, capitalism says otherwise, so I don't know. I to know. Tell you. <laughs> and that's the problem, right? And that's the problem of, of which why most people just clock in, clock out, and like fuck it, like don't do above and beyond stuff because it's like. But what I is can't. The, what is the point? But it's not even that. Most people clock in and clock out emotionally, right? And then they never. Another thing that I would be terrified of is that if I allow myself to do that in life, right, to clock in and clock out emotionally on top of being physically present, mm-hmm. what does that say about my ability to live my life fully and actually develop connections in the way that, like, I know and maybe like. I totally understand people who do that as a form of survival. Yeah, for sure. I just feel like I know myself too well and know that part of my purpose in this world is like, I am very passionate about the work that I do. And like, if I was in a work environment that I didn't feel passionate about, that I felt okay with checking in and out of emotionally, Mm -hmm. I would feel very unfulfilled. And I yeah. would feel like I wasn't you feel living, like, yeah, living in my, my true purpose. And because I, I do believe that for myself, connecting deeply with other people is a part of my purpose of being here. So I guess the, like, <laughs> well, everything that I'm saying is just proving to myself that I have to do more of 
what I did today. Cry? <laughs> just like, and like, whenever, wherever. And just. Oh, be yeah. I mean, yeah, super be o- okay with it's, that. Yeah. yeah. Again, it's it's harder to put that in practice, but that is probably the goal. Obviously. I just truly, truly hope that our. Because it's like, I feel like also half or part of it is like, if you're around people, you don't want to burden them. Oh, yeah, (laughs) absolutely. It's just like, if you're not, if you're not with people, it's like the easiest thing. Because it's like you're not burning anyone. You're just like releasing your emotions. Yeah, but it's always harder to... I think part of the problem of like the where it's easier to build up to crying when you're around others is because when you go to... Me by myself, crying, like the whole thing that we've talked about of like, it feels like sometimes harder to trigger yourself to actually let yourself like really cry when you're by yourself. I feel like when I'm around other people when I get to the state of being so I hate that we talk I I feel like I want to say unstable but I I feel like it's not I feel like that comes with this negative connotation and it's not instability it's just like true presence and the fact that you're feeling a lot when I get to that moment of actually acknowledging everything that I'm feeling to the point of being like I'm feeling too much and I need to cry when I'm in that point and I'm around other people the other emotions that come in that are lacking when I'm by myself is that I start to feel all that stuff about like, oh my God, you're going to burden these people. Oh my gosh, you're going to embarrass yeah. yourself. Oh my gosh, this is too vulnerable. And then that continues to push out the fact that I'm already feeling too many emotions. And that actually pushes me more to cry because I can't control it at that point. <laughs> and then I've like, like, you know what I'm saying? So like, I yeah, think I that's I mean. why I can get to the point of really crying in front of Even other. though I hate it around other people because you're already in a state of overwhelm and you're already trying to manage so many things and just having that little bit of extra stuff to worry about pushes you over the, over edge, the edge emotionally yeah. in a way that you can pull yourself back when you're by yourself or the way that I can pull myself back when I'm by myself. Yeah, no, that's true because when I'm alone, like I have to like force it out. Yeah. If I don't, if I'm not consuming some media that's like making me an like empathetic to whatever and the movie I'm watching or something, you know, gross. And this is probably this might be just be me, but I would be lying to myself if I didn't say that there is a part of me that wants that connectedness to other people that really, and this sucks to have to realize <laughs> when I don't trust people but I also want to be connected to them, right? Like that's a fucking problem. <laughs> um, <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> when I don't trust you, but I want to be able to feel connected to you, me getting emotional and feeling vulnerable and uncomfortable truly is an opportunity for you to show me that I can trust you, right? So, oh, well, yeah, I would hope. So part of me- Was that a test? <laughs> a, but no, not even- it's not even like I guess you could chalk it up to it being that way but it not even in like a manipulative way like part of me just wants to know that it's okay for me to cry in front of you and that you'll take care of me when I'm vulnerable you know like not not to the point of like it's a test where like if you fail at this like I don't want to interact with you anymore because that's like most people like you said before don't know how to respond when people are emotional or upset and I totally get that um 
but I just, and I don't want people, I'm not the kind of person who wants people to solve my problems for me. I just want in that moment for it to be okay that I'm not okay and to have somebody else be like okay be with o- it. Be okay with it. Yeah. I think that's I think that's another thing that comes up when I Yep. And I, I think that's a level of acceptance that we all need with managing our emotions and dealing with the shit that's not pretty and doesn't present well and isn't wrapped in a nice box. But there definitely is a part of me that wants Mm-hmm. As I start crying and as I lose control, right, your your ability and your gauge on do I need to, I need to pull this back right now? This is not safe for me to do this versus like it's OK if it happens. A hundred percent comes as a response to how the other people around you react. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like there's so much shit that goes on. In, and that's like we're talking about like a span of five seconds there's so yeah much- when you're crying like like when <laughs> it's not that, like right like typically it's not that long but the um the thought behind should i cry right now or not is like so vast for no it's reason it's gonna be over in two a minutes rabbit hole it's gonna be over in two minutes like if, if if people just like let it go it's literally gonna be over in two minutes and like you can go on with your life but we're not at that point society wise <laughs> it's uh it's very interesting and it's one of the places where i i really hope that if you're listening to this (laughs) you can relate because i i think that it's this is a part of the human experience i don't think that this is or maybe i want to believe that like the way that i experience and the way that i think through all of these things is just human experience and not just me right talk about feeling wanting to feel connected to other people like i can my logical brain can make so much more space and be so much more forgiving of this. If I can chalk it up to like, this is a part of being human. Like you can't, you can't can't escape it. Right. You can't not. Yeah. What would be even easier though, in dealing with it is having that camaraderie and the fact that it's a human experience instead of just having to accept it for myself, being able to accept it and give space for it for all other people that's that's truly what I want so I hope that you guys are ready for I think I cry on this podcast more than I do <laughs> in like real life, real life people that's too funny which is such a good and like a good thing it's like terrifying to acknowledge and say aloud but I think it really is a good thing mm-hmm. I mean and also I, I don't want to say that I only cry for bad things I cry for good things too especially if I'm in a really sensitive state. I was having a conversation with a couple of my kids the other day and I, for some reason, got a flash like picture of them graduating and leaving me. And I literally started crying and they were like, what is going on right now? I was, <laughs> like, children. I'm dealing, I was like, I'm dealing with a lot of stuff in my life at this very moment. This is not like you didn't cause this, but I was like, I was thinking about like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, maybe that's not a good thing because I'm losing them, but like, I'm excited for them. And like, like, we cry for lots of different reasons, but I think all in all, it becomes the fact that when it's hard to find the words to express what we're truly feeling. You're probably crying. You're, yeah, you're yeah, probably happy crying. happy or sad about it. Yeah. yeah. I get that. Or when the emotions are so strong that just having words isn't enough to really express all of it. It's either you're crying or you isolate yourself. 
Those are I know. You want to know what I've been thinking about too? What you said last week was like, if you're guys, words from wise Maria, if you're isolating yourself, oh. if you're isolating yourself <laughs> or avoiding something, you're probably repressing emotion. Yeah. And you're probably depressed. Mm-hmm. See, and like, I want, if you're watching this, I want you to take note of the fact that like, I'm smiling now. Yeah. Right. Like, or if you're listening to like, I, like I, I, if you listen to this episode, like the progression of like what has happened <laughs> through my state, like I'm okay right in now, the, right? In the half an hour, yeah. And I think that you were right in what you said that before about sometimes when we cry, we can feel better. Because I do, I feel lighter now. The fact that I didn't try to, if I would have tried to like lock down on the fact that I was sad, I would have made myself feel worse and I would not be this right now right like you'd be talking <laughs> exactly. I would be like why are we still doing this Maria like just hang up the phone um yeah. or put the close the computer mm-hmm. but you're not so <laughs> so there's that. I have no idea how to wrap this up I am I don't know literally what just happened. all over the goddamn place I, truly I don't know what just happened so sorry if don't apologize really I mean I, I'm I'm not sorry if this made you actually like address the fact that you have stuff to do with two, but like if this what was a trigger sorry? for you, I was like, what, I'm what are sorry, you sorry if about? I triggered anybody to be okay. like in their depression because I'm in my depression, obviously. Um, but it could be time, a good like, thing. Address it. Like just address yeah. it. Obviously it's harder said than done, but like, you know, just try something, anything, walk outside, yeah. take a walk. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do right after this. And I feel like I'll probably just immediately start crying. So we'll be good. Oh, got to love that. Do you, last thing, do you cry Uh in the car? So you want to know what I've learned to do when I cry? Absolutely. Yes, I cry in the car. That's most of the time where I'm crying is my car. Like I won't bring it in here and I won't bring it to someone else's house. What I do the best in the car now And I feel like I've really, I feel like I've always done this, but I feel like I've really just like come into my own and doing it now because life has just been a lot the last few months. I like belt out songs and to the point where like, and I've never had this experience before, to the point where I like feel something drastically change in my chest. And you want to cry? all of a sudden I'm crying yeah I've I've it's a, music has always been a great outlet for the both of us but now I think we're, we're at a point in our lives where it's like taking to another level there it's, is it's what you just said like, like like screaming a song that you've listened to when you're 16 and then finally having that emotion at like 30 there is nothing <laughs> in the world like and if you don't own a car I hope that you have another space like this that you can do this yeah. but there is nothing like the safety and secure talk about making space for the safety and security and making space to isolate yourself from the rest of the world to deal with your shit the way you can when you're driving in a car by yourself and there's nothing like being able to tap into expressive language and like literally music is different energy waves coming at you if you look at the way that sound works when you take that space in your car and you direct certain vibes lyrically and melodically and instrumentally at you that match what you're dealing with inside of that little vacuum of your car there is nothing like the experience of having those two things come together for you to be able to release 
any type of emotion that you're feeling. So and if at you that are point, never experienced it, go try it. <laughs> and at that point, that's some people's church. Yeah. Oh, for real, yes. You know, so just take it like that, honestly, because it is very therapeutic. I'm probably going to do that later. So Yeah, go <laughs> use your car as the sanctuary of processing that it is. Yeah, yeah. Or anywhere else. Say. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for it. listening. Thank you for thank you for being just showing up and being where you are and still choosing to be with us because that's something super special and that means a lot to us that we can make a space like that and it means a lot to me like Maria I freaking love you it means a lot to me that <laughs> I can I can show I up do and just I know but you did you don't do anything now but it's because we've spent how many fucking years like doing that's shit and not long. even realize we're doing it um yeah. Like, I love that we can do this. And I love that, like... Yeah, for sure. Again, my whole thing as an as a person is that... Crying again? I, <laughs> is, <laughs> is, no, it's just, like, I don't know why people don't do this more. Just, like, come as you are. I don't... It doesn't bother yeah. me either any other way. Yep. So. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. Are we done? <laughs> Before you start crying again? Yeah, I'm done. Okay. Thanks Bye. for hanging out with us. <laughs> Oh my god. This is the perfect analogy wait before we log off. Have you ever oh. heard of the, the Tigger, the analogy of being anxious and depressed? Did I share this on our last episode? No. So Glennon Doyle refers to being anxious and depressed as being Tigger and Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh, from Winnie the Pooh all at once and I'm riding that hard right now. Oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Oh my goodness. <laughs> okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs>